What's up guys, this is the host of No Lean Back with Chris and Yellow. In the Halloween franchise, Michael Myers has worn ugly and beautiful versions of his iconic mask. But what a lot of people don't know is that there's actually a lot of alternative masks shown and worn throughout this whole franchise. So today, we're going to be discussing each and every one of these masks. Starting off with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. This is the one and only time where we don't see Michael Myers appear as the main antagonist, but he does appear briefly in a cameo when the trailer to 1978's Halloween appears on a TV screen in one of the scenes. Instead, we're introduced to the Skull, the Witch, and the Jack-O-Lantern masks. And honestly, these are my favorite masks in the Halloween franchise because of how detailed they are and the purpose they serve in this film. The Skull and Witch masks were adaptations of standard post studio masks, whereas the Jack-O-Lantern was created specifically for Halloween 3. In the film, these masks were made by the Silver Shamrock Company. A memorable jingle would always play on the TV, counting down the dates until Halloween. These masks seemed very harmless at first. They were sold specifically to children, but each mask had microchips containing fragments of ancient stone with deadly powers that would kill children after the chips were activated. This operation was ran by Connell Cochran, who was the antagonist in this film. The masks were cursed to unleash a swarm of insects, which would kill anyone near the children and the children wearing the masks. The sacrifice would revive an ancient age of witchcraft. Moving on to Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, the brute mask worn by Don Shanks. We see this mask in the car scene where Tina Williams, played by Wendy Kaplan, kisses Michael Myers on the lips while wearing this mask. Originally, they wanted to have Michael Myers wear a Ronald Reagan mask, who was then the President of the United States because they thought it would have been funny, but this didn't get approved by the studio officials. The scene plays out where Tina kisses Michael Myers and he reacts with a killer instinct. His eyes follow her very slowly as he grips the wheel of the car and he's ready to strangle somebody. Moving on to Jimmy Lloyd's clown mask that appears in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, worn by the actress Danielle Harris. Lloyd's hand-in-hand -hand contact with Michael Myers throughout the film and the bloodline they both share leads to the possession of Michael's spirit inside of Jamie, giving her the urge to continue killing. So, in a twist ending, she kills her adoptive mother with a pair of scissors. As Dr. Loomis is going up the stairs, he sees Jamie covered in blood, wearing her Halloween costume, holding the pair of scissors in her hands. This is a callback to 1978's Halloween, where we see young Michael Myers outside his house in a clown costume as his dad removes his mask and has a butcher knife in his hands, which I'm going to be talking about later on in this list. This was a scene demonstrating that the urge to kill will continue in this bloodline where we have Jamie Lloyd as the new host. But they wanted Michael Myers to be the face of the franchise, not Jamie. So in Halloween 5, they, they decided to change direction and not continue what Halloween 4 wanted to establish. The stunt double for Danielle Harris, who played Jamie, did the stabbing in first person, which was a callback as well to the young Michael Myers killing his sister in Halloween 1978. You can see the murder of her adoptive mother through the perspective of her clown mask. Another alternative mask we could see in Halloween for the return of Michael Myers is the bandage mask worn by Michael Myers. So we have Tom Morga and George P. Wilbur who portray Michael Myers in this film. 
Awakening from a coma on October 30th, 1988, he has bandages covering his burns from Halloween 2 after being set on fire by Dr. Loomis. He wears this mask until he steals another iconic Michael Myers mask at Vincent's drugstore. The scenes where we can see him wearing this bandage mask are the following. When he escapes the ambulance killing everybody, the hospital where he's still in a coma, the scene where he impales a mechanic with a spear stealing his mechanic suit, across the room from Loomis in the restaurant, and when he drives off in a pickup truck as Dr. Loomis starts shooting at him. Moving on to 1978 Halloween where you have a young Michael Myers wearing a clown mask portrayed by the actor Will Sandin. In this first scene of the movie, the audience gets the chance to see through the young Michael Myers' clown mask where he stabs his sister to death in her room, seeing from the perspective of the killer. Michael Myers goes outside in front of his house where his parents come back home to see him with a bloody knife in his hands, dressed up in a clown costume on Halloween night. His dad removes his mask where you see a confused and scared look on his face. The audience had no idea the killer would have been a six-year-old boy at the start of this horror movie. It was a completely ballsy move from John Carpenter to include in this film and a twist for an opening scene. Another alternative mask in this movie is the ghost sheet Michael Myers portrayed by the actor Nick Castle. After killing Bob Sims downstairs while he gets a beer for his girlfriend Linda, Michael poses as Bob in a ghost costume with glasses. Linda tries teasing Michael Myers, thinking it's her boyfriend, but there's no reaction, so she starts to get scared and Michael decides to strangle her with a telephone wire while she tries to call for help, calling Lori that is babysitting across the street. Moving on to Rob Zombie's Halloween in 2007 where you have Michael Myers donning a paper mache pumpkin mask, portrayed by the actor Tyler Maine. 15 years after killing his stepfather and his sister, Michael Myers continues making masks and not speaking to anyone. Dr. Loomis continues to treat Michael over the years, attempting to move forward with his life and closes Michael's case. Later on, Michael escapes from Smith's Grove, killing the guards and the hospital staff in the process. He then kills a truck driver for his clothes and makes his way back to Haddonfield. On Halloween, Michael Myers arrives to his now abandoned childhood home where he recovers the kitchen knife and Halloween mask he stored under the floorboards the night he killed his sister and stepfather. And finally, the last alternative mask in the Halloween franchise is in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007 where you have young Michael Myers donning a clown mask portrayed by the actor Dag Firk. This plays homage to the original 1978 Halloween movie, even though John Carpenter told Rob Zombie when making this movie, make it your own. But out of respect, Rob Zombie decided to include a clown mask, just like John Carpenter did. The scenes wearing this mask were way longer than the, than the original film, and the scenes where he wore this mask are the following. The opening scene where he's playing with his pet mouse, when he's talking to his family in the kitchen and stepfather rips it off his face, when he kills his bully with a tree branch in the woods, when he's watching TV with his stepdad, when he tapes his st stepdad's head to the couch and slices his neck open, when he kills his sister's boyfriend with a baseball bat, when he's sitting on the front steps 
of his house covered in blood waiting for his mom to come back from work. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys, for listening to this video. I hope that you guys really enjoyed the content that I shared with you guys concerning the Halloween franchise. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for all the support from the past videos. Don't forget to check out anything related to the Halloween franchise or anything of your liking. Thank you so much, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.